WBNE. Hello and welcome to episode 172, all about Rings of Power, season one, episode seven, The Eye, being the 172nd part of That's What I'm Talking About. My name is Mary Clay. If that's too complicated for you, just call me MC. I've been experiencing the world of J.R.R. Tolkien for the first time, but right now we are all experiencing rings of power for the first time together. Today, I am joined by one of the most wonderful cosplayers out there who who emulated Morphid Clark herself and Galadriel. This is Lauren Does Cosplay. Welcome, Lauren. Hey. <laughs> Hi, thanks for having me on. Glad to be back. Yes, yeah. It's been a minute because there was... Did you come on during the Silmarillion? I can't remember. I did not. I think I was on for... Probably something during the Hobbit phase. I think it was maybe... That's what was coming to mind was when you were watching the Hobbit movies. Maybe. I don't know. Everything is... You've had a long journey. It's a long... Yeah. It's been a long journey. Yeah. (laughs) Um, well, I see over the corner of your shoulder, you have your Galadriel armor up behind mm-hmm. you in your office next to your map of Middle Earth wall. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so- but I'm a fake fan and we have to remember that. <laughs> so <laughs> for um, the, the listeners that don't already know, why don't you tell us a bit about um, what your like cosplay journey was with making this Galadriel armor and then how you got connected to the actress who plays Galadriel. Yeah, so I started it in... So the first picture that came out was like the hand posters and those came out in February. It actually came out on the day that I was like shooting my Thorin. I was like doing the photo shoot and those pictures came out and I was like, oh my gosh, we should do one. And then I obviously saw the armor in that and I was like, okay, I need to see more photos of this because I... I can already tell this is something that I'm going to be obsessed with. And then the next full, almost full body shot came out February 14th or 15th. And I was like tweeting that day. I was like, I'm doing this. It's, <laughs> it's happening. And of like course. literally, yeah, <laughs> like that day, the next day I was starting to gather materials. Um, so yeah, I started on it like as soon as I got stuff in and I worked on it for, yeah, it was like four, four months probably. It was like the total I was working on. And, you know, that's with like other projects and stuff in between. But I mean, it still took a really long time. Yeah. Oh, what uh, do you mean you weren't just sitting in a darkened basement? I mean, kind of though. Like I did hand, that a lot as well. Handcrafting chain mail just for four months straight. Not four months straight, but yeah. So that was like about how long I was working on it. And then because I was originally planning to wear it at dragon con which is um a big convention in atlanta and it and dragon con was on the weekend that rings of power premiered this year so that was like my big grand yeah that would have been yeah perfect timing yeah Yeah. i was like i'll wear it and make it for that whatever and then it was coming up on my local convention and i was super close to done with it it was like if i was gonna wear it and premiere it at dragon con i had like plenty of time but it was like ooh. I, if I rush, I can get it done for my local convention and like, you know, do a little bit of a test run. And so I did that and I got to the convention and it literally fell apart in the parking lot. <gasps> and I had a complete meltdown, like crying all day. Oh my God, I, I so would have, yeah. I was literally so upset that day because 
it was like my leg fastenings were all falling apart and there was like pieces cracking off and paint was rubbing off. And I was like, I can't even get out of the parking lot in this costume. So I was devastated. And I literally spent all weekend crying. Like I got back from the convention and I spent all of Sunday just like sobbing. And I was like, I'm the worst cosplayer. I can't even make anything that's wearable. Like I'm useless and I need to give up. <laughs> like I was really down in the dumps yeah. on this. I didn't even like get it out of the car because I couldn't, I couldn't even bear to look at it. And so Monday came around and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get it out of the car and I'm gonna put it on and I'm gonna get just one photo in it just to, you know, say that I did it and then I'll throw it in the trash. <laughs> like, Never. I was, I oh my gosh. So, I know. I was like really. I so upset so I did that I took a picture and I did a little side by side and you know I was proud of it it looked good in the photo so I was like all right I'll do my run post it on Instagram Twitter Reddit I sort of like did my whole posting it everywhere and the one ring.net saw it and they were like reposting it which was crazy to me because mm-hmm. like I've known the one ring.net for like 10 years so I was like oh my god the one ring.net is like reposting my costume so I was freaking out Um, and then I got a message from Justin, who is like one of the main guys at the one ring. And he messaged me and he was like, Hey, if you're free, like if you're available, could you come to San Diego comic-con? And I was like, yeah. (laughs) And he was like, you know, he's like, you'd have to pay for it and everything. But like, if you, you know, have the time and everything, like we can procure you a ticket that you could pay us for. And I was like, oh my God. Cause I've always wanted to go to San Diego Comic-Con. So I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. I'll totally do it. And I did like a little crowdfunding thing for it. And everyone was so nice. And like, I raised all the money I needed to go to San Diego Comic-Con in like 24 hours, which was crazy. Um, And while I was there, I was sort of like with the One Ring team and I kind of had a sense of like, I don't really know why I'm here. Like, it was so nice of them to like, you know, invite me. And, but then I was just like, I was like, do you want me like wearing the costume at your booth or like, what am I doing here? (laughs) And they were like, no, just have fun. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Uh, But they were hosting a big party with Amazon on Friday night. So and I wasn't even planning on wearing the costume to the party because it's very uncomfortable and clunky and yeah. like I can't fit or anything. So I was like talking to Justin and I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm going to wear it um, to the party. And he kind of looked at me and he was like, you should really wear yeah, it. Like maybe. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, little... uh, it's kind of yeah. like when you know your, your like girlfriend is about to get engaged. Yeah. And so you're like, hey. <laughs> Maybe so you, you should. should get your nails like, done. Like, hey, you, hey, girl, you want to go get your nails done? Let's go right. get our nails done. Just like random spur of the moment, yeah. or like you pick them up for for the day to drive them to the secret engagement spot, mm-hmm. and they're in like sweatpants, and it's like, mm-hmm. uh, we should dress up fun. I love that. I love that maxi dress that you have. You should go put that on. Yeah. That'd be so fun to like dress up today. <laughs> no, so that's what it was. I was like, ah, I'm not really. I really am not sure if I am. And he's like. I I don't know how to stress this enough, but like you really should. And I was like, okay, I got the hint. <laughs> so I wear it to the party and like I was there. I and I was just a wreck the whole night. Like I couldn't stop crying. It was very emotional. And like, cause the costume was there, like not mm-hmm. the full armor, but like the chainmail one. And I was just like, <laughs> I'm having a lot. This is a lot for me. Um, and pretty immediately someone like pulled me and it was very clearly like, oh, something's happening. So they're pulling me, they're taking me to a place. And it was like 
they like brought me into a room and I got to meet Mordovith and I blacked out quite frankly like don't really remember the specifics there because I was just like crying I couldn't stop crying but it was amazing um so that was like that and then um they I got invited to go to the premiere in New York uh, for the first two episodes and that was crazy and I didn't have to wear the costume yeah. which I, was actually very excited about. <laughs> I was like I got the invite I was like oh my god and then I was like do I need to wear that because I just want to reiterate again I cannot sit <laughs> in the costume but like I will do whatever you need me to do and they were like no we actually don't want anyone costume I was like great, great. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and so that was like that kind of felt like the full circle moment. I feel like I can just like put this in a box for retirement at this point. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's sad. It's That's whole like, moment. So I no, I love it on your mannequin behind mm, you next so to Middle Earth. Like I <laughs> yes, put it on display. Yeah. <laughs> proudly. That's so awesome. Um, and I'm so happy for you that you didn't in that you know, weekend of despair where things oh. failed, that you you didn't let it completely get you down that like you did take a moment for I yourself to, my day to cry yeah. <laughs> for sure but then like because it's so easy to get down on yourself when you're um creating anything that you're like mm-hmm. this is terrible I'm never it's gonna get better so like, ugly, and, like, like- <laughs> yeah and so I think that you know that's a part of this little journey that I didn't know about and I think that's so so great to see that people who are, you know, meeting the cast, oh, you know, who are wearing these costumes that like you yeah. had to work really hard to like go through those um, hard moments and obstacles while making it and that like it wasn't yeah. just easy breezy cover girl, you know? Oh, it was not. Yeah. <laughs> I cried a lot. <laughs> I'm an emotional girly. <laughs> but like at the party, I got to meet the whole cast and like Charles Edwards was like, Oh, this looks amazing. Can I touch it? And I have like a video of me like, like holding out my arm. <laughs> like, he's like touching the bracers. Like what is happening? But yeah. And it is so cool. Cause like so many of my costumes, I mean, and I think this is most people it's like, I make something and then I make some TikToks and I'm take some pictures. And then it's like, and then I just start on the next thing. You know, there's not really anything that comes of it. So for this to be the costume that like got all this recognition and like how, much Lord of the Rings has meant to me like my whole life and you know the equivalent of meeting Kate Blanchett 20 years ago you know it's like holy <laughs> I just yes. met Mortimer Clark like what just happened Ugh, so yeah crazy how it all how it all panned out yeah there. that's crazy and we fi- and we got like a I was just stunned that so that that picture that first like full body picture that came out that mm-hmm. you know inspired you to be like oh my god i have to make this yeah that shot is what we saw in last week's episode and i just we keep did. being like who knew that that's what was happening in that picture so much speculation and for it to be like oh dang <laughs> <Mordor>. yeah <laughs> it's like actually Mordor Mordor. yeah <laughs> crazy oh my yeah. gosh what are before we you know go into the, this episode discussion? How how are you feeling about Rings of Power? Where this is the penultimate episode, we've got yeah. the finale coming up. Um, how are you feeling? I feel good about it overall. I do wish maybe more had happened. Yeah. <laughs> thus far in the season, um, I mean, it does have it has so many little amazing moments in it. I would say as a whole, I'm I'm at like a seven and a half out of ten. 
Um, but there are moments in it that are like 10 out of 10 amazing yeah certain dynamics and everything and I think specifically on this episode although I felt on episode what was mortar was that seven or are we talking about seven today we're talking about seven today okay so big cataclysmic event was at the very end of last week's episodes yeah okay yeah so I felt like that episode it was like oh they're finally putting their foot on the gas here which I was like stoked about I thought episode six was awesome yeah same and then I was like okay now yeah like all right let's go we're going now and then I just felt a little bit like they kind of took the foot back off yeah I agree with that I agree with that like this episode it was fine but it was coming after the previous episode and also the fact that this is before the finale of Mm -hmm. season one I I mean like good parts you know but I really would have I'm like, do we have to spend the whole episode watching the Southlanders, you know, Mm -hmm. like, um, take refuge with each other and like the survivors and everything? Like, we don't need a full episode detailing every bit of that journey, you know? Like, and I think it is important to have those moments. Like, obviously, of like a natural disaster just happened, and that is like a crazy thing. And there, we should have those moments of like recovery and everyone being like, "What the just happened?" And there's people missing and like it's this whole thing but yeah that it to me was just a sense of like we need that part but we also need to keep building up to whatever is going to happen and like i don't know i guess i don't know how what the finale what sort of tone they're going to strike yeah. and like how impactful it's going to be so it's like oh maybe that's what they feel like they're doing but yeah i just felt like it was it was a little lackluster yeah i agree um yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think, I mean, considering that, like, episode episode six, that one, like, just came out of nowhere, it felt like, where mm-hmm. it was, like, packing all these punches, and no one was expecting that. Maybe we'll see yeah. that out of the finale episode. I'm hoping we see so. that same energy out of the finale. I think um, they ne- kind of need to, yeah, you know, for people to come back in come for back. the second season, yeah. Because yeah. that's going to be big two critique. years from now, probably, too. Yeah. It's like, you got to really make us be like, what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah, I'm kind um, of surprised that like episode six wasn't the finale. I know it could have been. I felt it like it really been. easily could have been the finale. So yeah. I'm interested to see what the finale will be. You know, I, I'm assuming it's gonna be also like where are the rings. This is a show uh, about the rings of power, and I feel I like know. we're not really talking about the rings. <laughs> I well earlier in the season that my I was speculating that I was like. Oh, excuse me. I was like, I think the end of the season will probably end and like, maybe we'll see the forging of the rings. Yeah. But I definitely, at this point, I don't think. No. I think that would be a pretty, <laughs> there'd be, have to be That'd a be lot a that would happen. Jump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't think that's go- going to be how it ends. So I think it's probably going to be with some sort of Sauron reveal. I think so too. Yeah. Because uh, that's certainly what they're, I mean, with all the promotional stuff right now. That is what it's looking like they're gearing up towards for this final season. Um, or sorry, this final episode. But yeah, I uh I just wish and I I I hear the sentiment a lot of people saying like more should be happening, which is absolutely true. But Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are like, no, nothing's being answered. Like there's so many questions and nothing's being answered. It's like, okay, well, let you know, let there be a them answer them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Not every question needs to be answered in the first season. So like I don't really feel it in that sense, but it's just like Okay, there's a lot of everyone just sort of not doing a lot. Yeah. 
like, I don't know. I don't know what needs to happen, but it just has felt a little mm-hmm. too slow of a pace. Yeah, agreed. Um, so this episode is called The Eye. I'm not entirely sure why. <laughs> it's called That's The Eye. That's what that episode was called? Yeah. I'm 99% what? sure, at least according <laughs> to Rotten Tomatoes. Epi- let's see. Episode six was Udun. Episode seven huh. is The Eye. Where? Who was the <laughs> I? I don't know. We'll have to. That just sounds. It just odd. feels very handmaids to me. Yeah. You know, under his eye. <laughs> under his eye. Um, I guess technically. <laughs> it has That's a, a 87% critics rating on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Mm. Um, we are ignoring overall Ooh. and audience ratings. <laughs> oh, I want to know though. I'm sure this one got panned. So, okay. Well, if you, okay. If you do want to know. <gasps> Can um, I guess? Short, yeah. Guess what the like overall season audience rating is. Oh, this is full season, not just this episode. Yeah, I'm gonna say thirty nine percent. Thirty eight. Oh, dang! <laughs> wow, that's a good right one. in the pocket. Yeah, and then um the the average for I think critics is eighty four percent for like the whole season right now. Yeah, I definitely am aligning a little bit more. Yeah, on the yeah, I'm like side. yeah, eighty four percent. That seems yeah. good to me. I mean, yeah, like an eighty totally. Yeah. For the full season, yeah. Yeah. Um, so this, I was kind of surprised that this episode had as high um, a rating as 87 because, again, both of us were not really super impressed with it. So I think that's interesting. I can, I can see how critics would rate this one high. Like like I said, like all of the individual moments are good, but it's like as a whole episode, it's like, well, we can't just have all these like, I don't know, yeah. like nothing. It didn't feel like in this episode, anyone was really like, what's everyone going to go do? What's happening? Yeah, what are our jobs episode? here? What's happening? Yeah, it's like, okay, if it stopped right now, where do I feel like Galadriel's going? Where is, you know, what are the dwarves doing? Where Where is Elrond going? You know, it's kind of just like, I don't know, I guess they're just like walking or... Yeah. <laughs> um, and the episode description says survivors of a cataclysm try to find safety. The Harfoots confront evil. Durin okay. is torn bef- between friendship and duty. Huh. And this last part, it says Adar considers a new name. That- <laughs> All of us. <laughs> I don't know if you upload the video, but us both just in the exact same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh- he like considers a new name. For a land, let's oh, say. Oh, I was like, but not for himself. Even the, but like the way that's written, it makes it sound like he considers a new name for himself. For himself, yeah. Um, which I think it, the way that they write that description almost is, you know, it's like Sauron baiting. Yeah, You've yeah, heard that's of what it sounds baiting. like. <laughs> Get ready for <laughs> Sauron baiting. They're doing a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Um. So listeners, if you have not watched this week's episode pause and come back later because we are gonna jump into all of the spoilers for this episode first i would like to talk about the dwarf side of the plot for this episode because that for me the dwarf like during the dwarves that has just been like 10 out of 10 the whole way through Mm -hmm. for me this whole season there hasn't been a moment where the dwarves are on screen that i'm not like like it feels like it's either explain deepening their characters deepening their motivations showing us more about who they are and what they're doing what their goals are how they're interacting with the world they've done a really great job yeah exactly what you said like 
every moment and you know the second that they cut to like ooh we're in dwarf country now it's like yes yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> like i'm excited to see everything that happens here i need disa to be in every frame of this whole show i love yeah. her so much um yeah the i um during his confrontation with his father was oh my- like Super honestly superb. I thought that was a really superb like acting scene. Like you yes. felt both of like both of their emotions and like both mm-hmm. of their thoughts and being like, I kind of see where King Duran's coming yeah. from. I see For where sure. Prince Duran's coming from, but like feeling that the weight of their relationship, not only as father and son, but as king and prince, you know? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I understand the king's perspective of like, we don't need to, you know, we don't need a medal (laughs) in any of that. We don't need to like ruin our minds. We don't need to do anything for them. Like, that's not our business. But then like you feel such sincereness from Prince Durin when he's like, that's my best friend. And like, we're not, we know how we can help. And we're, I'm I'm not just going to like sit and let the entire race of elves like, diminish yeah because you don't want to help them or and whatever. the way that Ki- yeah, and the way that king Duran is like who are you to play god here <laughs> and mm-hmm. i'm like you know what he's not wrong because he says like you know the elves plan it, it was it was planned out thousands of years ago ages ago mm-hmm. by you know a god and yeah maybe this is part of his plan for the elves and how are we supposed to know that and yeah he says something about like you want to help them cheat death, and Dern is like cheat death, no. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, no, that's kind of what you're doing because they've been like they've already had thousands, you know, of lifetimes. Yeah. I think it's okay for them to die off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm curious to know um, how you feel. I know a lot of lore people were upset about the Mithril storyline. Yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> oh, I don't care either. I'm oh like, my gosh, I. <laughs> Like, I, I don't think I know enough about, like, how Tolkien said Mithril mm-hmm. was originally created. Yeah. But I also don't think that the way... At, it seems like so many people were mad that the show was, like, rewriting how Mithril was created with this stupid mm-hmm. story about a tree and, mm-hmm. you know, something. And I never got the impression that, like, that's how it... I, I think the show is only showing us what the elves think they know right now mm. and like what the dwarves think they know mm-hmm. rather than like how what the actual truth behind it is. And so yeah. on that regard, I'm kind of like, okay, everyone calm down. Like, let's wait and see. Yeah. I'm sure like that will get addressed at some point. Yeah, I agree. And then I also made a joking prediction that um, the Mithril was going to be a Silmarilli a Silmarillion uh (laughs) was going to be a Silmaril (laughs) Uh and then like that's kind of what they're they like were low-key you know implying that the Silmaril had something to do with Mithril and that Mm -hmm. it's like gonna Mm -hmm. save their and I was like oh my god I was right (laughs) this is amazing (laughs) this is amazing so yeah but yeah it's not I just don't really care that much about the whole mithril thing i'm like if this Mm -hmm. is what they're doing for this story then i don't care you know yeah i agree because like i've said it many times and i'll keep saying it i adaptations can take whatever liberties they want it just has to capture the feeling of the story and like i don't i am also in a boat where it's like i don't really know the origins of mithril 
So all I know is that right now they're telling me a story that makes sense. Like, yeah, <laughs> like well, whether it's accurate to the lore or not, like it's a comprehensive story for like a viewer that has no clue what the origins of Mithril is. And it's like, that's all that matters to me. Like it just has to make sense. And it does. So, yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, I... Yeah, that's kind of all I really care about when it comes to mm-hmm. adaptations. I'm like, yeah, is this a cohesive story in this mm-hmm. world that you're building and you're setting yeah. up? Great. Cool. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking like, because, you know, I've seen people sort of rationalizing, well, maybe it's, you know, this is just what the elves think. And like, it's maybe not actually true. But uh, in this episode, I feel like it was confirmed that the Mithril is healing yeah i don't know like, so what, it's like i feel like i don't know that's, what that's about with yeah, yeah that moment where he like throws the mithril across the table after he's mm-hmm. had to t- another like heart-wrenching scene where mm-hmm. durin and elrond are saying goodbye to they each say other goodbye. yeah they're like i guess i'm gonna go die, die now <laughs> like see ya and and like you see like the the heartbreak in durin's face being like mm-hmm. i I tried so badly to fight for you mm-hmm. and none of it worked. I yeah. he's like sorry isn't going to cover yeah. it. I love you man, you know. <laughs> no, and he's so I love how emotional Duran is. Like yes. he's had a, a few moments where he's like really choked up or crying. It's like, "Oh, he's so sweet." I know, I yeah. <laughs> and then that but Yeah, and they yeah, no, sorry. Oh, well, and then his excitement when so the the like little ore of mithril is next to the dead leaf and it like revives the leaf and that excitement in his face when he calls for elrond to come back he's like Mm -hmm. get back here like this is gonna work (laughs) i know i love that like like you said it's like they think you know he's done everything he can to try to convince everyone and then like they have this moment it's like oh we have proof now like this this is this is proof it's going to work and they go down and they're just like, we're just going to figure it out together. Yeah. <laughs> like, those two just like go down in the mines and like dig a hole. It's like, oh, I was <laughs> cracking up at like just this idea of I was like, not Duran single handedly mining Mithril. Like, <laughs> literally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's such a cool shot, though, too, when they like he gets that hole in it and they sort of show how much of it is in, in that there. Cavern. And yeah, so cool. So cool. Um that part of the scene where they like take a little break and we find out that Elrond did like forfeit their little competition in I think it was episode mm-hmm. two. Um, yeah. He lost on purpose and because a lot a lot of people had like predicted that and um, mm-hmm. and been like I don't like I think he lost on purpose because he yeah. knows <laughs> that he knew how to play this yeah, situation dude. you know. Yeah. Um, also, can we just talk about his little lock of hair that's on his forehead that whole episode? He's getting dirty in this episode because <laughs> he's in the mines like and he... With lock of hair in his face. <laughs> <laughs> he's got some dirt on him. That doesn't yeah. happen to elves ever. Mm-hmm. I liked it. He's like... a little sweaty. <laughs> what? <Yeah. Ooh. laughs> Aragorn's quaking in his boots. Oh, oh he could <laughs> Not never. quite, not quite. <laughs> um, and... 
Another like really wholesome moment between Durin and Elrond where Durin is talking about how like they have um their own like special dwarven names that are just shared between their families. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it would be shared amongst, you know, mothers and your, you know, your parents, your sisters, your brother. And like this moment where they look at each other <laughs> and he he gets choked. He starts saying mm-hmm. like Elrond I and he's yeah. so like choked up saying his name. <sighs> Yeah, I know. It's so sweet. And then he's like, no, we're not going to like, because I think to Elrond that felt like a little bit too much like a farewell. Yeah. Like, no, don't. If you're telling me that, it's because you think like things are going to go bad. That's kind of like the vibe that I got. Yeah. Um, Also, Disa was very like, she wasn't taking no this episode. She's like, you know what? You're going to be the king. So like, we can actually do whatever we want. I'm very concerned about Disa. It was a little, I was, I was feeling a little bit like power i said um i said i was getting lady macbeth vibes from her i don't know what that lady uh lady macbeth (laughs) from the shakespeare play macbeth Uh she is the one she is the wife of macbeth and he Uh kills the king and he is basically just like a puppet and Lady mm. Macbeth is pulling the strings, and mm. she is like the power-hungry, ambition-driven woman behind this like power-seeking yeah. man who he mm-hmm. is kind of like weak and spineless, and she's like, "Bitch, shut up and go murder <laughs> yeah. the king in his sleep." Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was definitely feeling just like the inklings of a beginning of like, "Ooh, she might be more ambitious than." Than we're willing to accept at the moment. Yeah. I, it like, it, th- so this is one of my predictions for Disa, and it's a prediction that it pains me to make because <gasps> oh, I no. like, I love her character so much. But I think we're really going to see her continuing to like drive a rift between or drive a wedge between Durin and his father, that she is going to make some mistakes that are like, irredeemable and you can't go back on and make some choices she is i think really coming across as very you know power hungry right now Mm. and i'm a little worried that the only reason she i mean like you see them you know kiss and you see them you know have these interactions as husband and wife and these conversations And you feel that they love each other, but I am a little worried that maybe the only reason she was interested in him in the beginning was because he was the king. I mean, (gasps) mean, uh, is because he would be the king, you know? No, no. Again, it pains me to say that. It pains me to say that. But she was getting this last scene between them after. um, So they they kick Elrond out of. It's not Moria yet. <laughs> out of Khazad. <laughs> um, they kick him out. And then the king and Prince Durin have a, another intense conversation. And thing, things are said. And he rips like the necklace or helm or whatever that's, I guess, yeah. representative of his position as the prince. And he like rips it off of him and throws it on the floor and Durin goes over to pick it up. And then King Durin is like, leave it. It's not yours anymore. <sighs> and then, hurt. yeah, this conversation that Disa and Durin are having after that moment is she's like he's like she goes a little bit too far like she's pissed and i appreciate that she is defending her man and she Mm -hmm. is there for him but 
they had a conversation earlier in the episode about like, please don't like, you know, it hurts me when, yeah. you know, I hear you talk so negatively about my father. And mm-hmm. she said, you know, and she says the same thing. Like, yeah, it hurts me when you talk about my mother <laughs> yeah. you know, having, having a lice beard. Yeah. And he's like, well, that's because she does. And then he yeah. goes, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, they do have two sort of intense conversations and the first one is a little bit more lighthearted, mm-hmm. a little bit um you know being supportive and being there for him and then the second one she's like you know what um no this who, is who needs your... that crusty old king she's like this is your lineage your your throne to take yeah like this is your kingdom it's mm-hmm. what you are owed yeah and we are we leave the dwarves with the uh, uh king durin Taking the leaf, he sees that it's healed. He throws it in the hole to seal mm-hmm. up. And we delve deep, deep into the mines. And did you feel like this scene was too brief? I... The reveal? I thought it was the opposite. I <gasps> would have rather them... We talked about this in our Discord server. I would have rather them waited to do the Balrog reveal until the moment felt a little more... I don't know, deserved, I would have rather Mm. a little hint at the Balrog or like Mm. you see the leaf drop and it like, you know, burns away and then you see like a breath of fire come through or something and and then it cuts away and then you're like, oh, Oh, was that was that what yeah, I think it there, was? <laughs> there was some. I actually, when I was watching that scene, it really reminded me of in the Hobbit movies with the the thrush knocking on uh, the Lonely Mountain, and it they you sort of have that cavernous effect trickling down, yeah. and then you see Smaug's eye opening, and and that's like that sort of moment. Where it's like ooh. <laughs> like you just get like a little peek at smell. Yeah. And yeah, there was something about, cause I really liked that leaf falling down. You're seeing all the me through, you're going down, 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 down. And it's like, yeah, either just do a tease because showing the whole thing, but they showed it for like two seconds. It was like so fast that it was like, well, Oh, yeah, I was like, gone. oh, oh, we <laughs> got a bug. Okay. We got a bug. Yeah, and, and it almost makes you question, like, okay, is that going to be a problem, like now? now? I know, yeah, like it's awake. So because knowing when does that the, a problem? you know, knowing what we know happens to the dwarves in this place, yeah, and the dwarves dug delve too deep and greedily, um. And that, and they awaken a Balrog, and we see that, like, that's you know, we see that being set up here, but yeah. it's like, okay, so when is that gonna happen? Yeah, they still have to like mine all the Mithril, so yeah. they're gonna do they're gonna that, have to do and that eventually, just, yeah. There's just, I mean, I guess it was very, very far down, so it would probably take a it's long just time to get down so there, funny that like King Durin was right <laughs> to be like, no, this yeah. seems a bit dangerous, <laughs> let's yeah, not do it, lug it up, <laughs> and then like reveal that there's a Balrog down there. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think a little teaser would have been better than like trying to show the whole thing so briefly. Yeah. Now, I will now say I'm just like, it still was pretty cool. I still was like, it was oh, sick. Damn. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, the Balrog is always going to be cool as hell. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Back on the the Southlander side of the plot, they're waking up from um Pompeii exploding, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. Not in a good spot. <laughs> um. The f- opening shot of this episode, by the way, is simultaneously the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. And it's also 
insane because her waking up and yeah you in. see her like open her eyes and you can see her eyelashes and like the individual little flakes yeah. of ash covering her eyes yeah. but it gave me it, it's like that kind of like body horror thing where I'm yeah. like Ugh, like if I had that on my face I would be like <laughs> like it would be in my eyes I would be right. like what my you know <laughs> right. I would be like brushing it out of my face yeah. and everything and she just like you know casually wakes up and is like well that happened oh shit <laughs> yeah that's a it's a pretty intense scene i like that whole opening just like immediate aftermath mm-hmm. things on fire everything's covered in ash and her there's a horse on just- fire that was oh, no. that was too far for me we see we see a horse <laughs> running through and he's on fire and i was like <laughs> and like galadriel just probably the horse there. they lifted onto the ship <laughs> forgot about that horse poor guy poor guy he's been through a lot i know um theo is calling out for his mother and galadriel finds him and mm-hmm. a very like sweet tender moment where like motherly you see, touch oh my gosh and she mm-hmm. like she like caresses his chin and is like are you yeah. okay yeah um and then they're like come on you know let's stick together what i don't understand is that like you can see other people behind them moving and chat like why wouldn't you go towards the rest of the other survivors mm-hmm. like why would you like break off on your own yeah i don't, I don't fully know. understand it but in a bit of a haze i think we can then again you know... i also have never been through you know <laughs> volcanic <laughs> yeah. eruption so i think we can give them the benefit of like yeah they're probably a little discombobulated in that moment <laughs> um miriel is alive um she finds valendil one of and isildur their third friend whose name i can never remember oh, did not make it Unta- i think it's untamo yeah he, so um because in the last episode he was like it. i'm done fighting I just want to live it was alive so here. And then he fucking dies. Honestly, like one of the most, I think, underrated moments from the previous episode when he says like, they're joking around and he says, haha, seen enough battle for one lifetime. And he says like, yeah, yeah actually, like yeah. I'm deeply traumatized. He's like, I did not like that at all. He's like, and- I did not like that. <laughs> yeah. I am the sad right now. Yeah. And I had a feeling I was like, oh, I don't know if either both these friends are going to make Well... I don't know if you know this or not. It was pointed out to me. Isilzer names one of his sons Valendil. So I'm 99% sure we're going to see Valendil in this series die heroically, saving probably Isildur. (gasps) And so Isildur will name him, will name one of his sons after his good friend. Yeah. That other friend can just get yeah. fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, like, you actually, you died too early. So. Uh, Antimo, person <laughs> who, kid whose name I don't know. <laughs> um, and Muriel gets them to go inside this house that's falling down um, to save like some, to save a family and it collapses and it sealed her. I mean, we all know that he doesn't die. Right. <laughs> People who have seen Lord of the Rings know that mm-hmm. he does not die until yeah. much later on. Mm-hmm. But I also was kind of like, yo, what if Rings of Power just killed off his Sealder? Like, <laughs> you know what? I don't know if they could pull it You know what? That's a power move, and I respect it. <laughs> a Rings of Power move. Rings of Power you know move. Saying? Yes. I'll, I'll see myself out. So they make their way out, and, you know, they're all kind of, like, slowly gathering up and meeting one another. Um, they run into Elendil, and... Uh, 
Another like really terrible, sad scene where Valandil, his friend, Sealer's friend, is saying is trying to he can't even get the words out. He's trying yeah. to say, you know, Captain, your son, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. is Sealer, he didn't make it. Yeah. Um, and he can't even get the words out. And you just see Ellen Dill so desperate. Mm. It's so sad and heartbreaking. I know. And as they are traveling to their encampment that they had set up, Muriel it's revealed that she has gone blind now. Mm-hmm. She says I that was super interesting. Very haunting. Like uh-huh. I'm wondering, like, I'm like, this is gonna have some kind they wouldn't just do it. Like that's really random to just be like, and she's blind now. Yeah. So it's going to have some kind of later repercussions or she I think she's gonna return to Numenor and her yeah. father is gonna learn that she's blind and maybe that was like a part of this you know vision that he saw and so maybe Mm. that's a sign to him that like things haven't changed and like we're on this timeline now we're on this pathway towards you know our destruction because these things are coming true and happening so I don't know yeah and I mean I think we all know what happens to Numenor yeah in the grand scheme and I think I think I think that will be an incredibly haunting scene if they, I'm assuming they'll show it like, cause she's seen the wave in her dreams, but now she's going to like be blind when that that moment actually happens. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know, there's something like so unsettling about like, she knows what it looks like, but she's like in the dark while it's happening. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Unsettling thought. I know. Yeah. Side note. I think it's really dumb that they put like a blindfold on her. <laughs> uh, like yeah. I, I would maybe looked cool. I could maybe understand if they were like, oh yeah, we're helping like her, we're helping her eyes to heal because like right. they were burned or <laughs> yeah. something. But like her eyes looked like the like skin and everything on her face looked fine. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's just silly because it makes me feel like. <laughs> They were thinking, oh, well, the audience is going to be really dumb and they're not going to remember that she's gone blind. So we need Mm -hmm. to physically show that she cannot see anything. Could also be, you know, for her own people, because all you need, you know, if someone from Numenor sees that she has a blindfold on, they're going to be like, oh, you know, yikes. So she doesn't have to just like say it or tell people it's like kind of immediate signifier but also the first thing i thought uh the color theory of her outfit she had like a maroon blindfold on she had like a teal shirt on and Mm -hmm. i was like or a robe or whatever and i was like these colors look great together (laughs) (laughs) i thought you were about to be like oh because maroon in middle earth is representative (laughs) Uh, and i was about to be like oh i just i just just like those colors together (laughs) yeah it was very i was like (laughs) at least she knows how to dress herself even still even even though she's blind she still knows how to look good doing it and and that whole moment of elendil man he is like struggling in that whole scene like when she's calling she's like captain captain and he's just like has his back turned and he's just like sobbing like Damn, so hard yeah because right so yeah so now let's back up and see and talk about what galadriel was doing um because they kind of like got separated and mm-hmm. she was like we're gonna head towards this encampment and she and theo I think this part, this episode and like this, the conversations that they have, I think they're going to be a lot more meaningful when we see 
whatever Theo turns out to be, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I think this is going to be very momentous for Theo. And we'll, we'll look back on this in hindsight and be like, oh, wow, like, this is really, you know, foreshadowing a lot of things, or this really laid the foundation for like, how he dealt with this or, you Mm -hmm. know, but right now, I don't really know what to make of it. Basically, Galadriel is just trying to encourage him to like, you know, basically what she and Halbrand have been going through that like seeking revenge is never going to satisfy Mm-hmm. Um, satisfy your yeah, how, you know grief or anything. How do you think Theo is gonna be? What if, okay, I know that this is like an overused statement, but like genuinely, what if he's Sauron? <sighs> what if? He's... <laughs> I don't think he is. But like, I don't if? think he is either. What if Sauron is this little fourteen-year-old boy? That would be a plot twist. That I would like it that twist. over over it being Halbrand. I really don't like the theory that I don't think it's Hal. I'm so. So many people are like, you're going to be sorry when you find out. And I'm like, there's just no way that he is Sauron because if he really so. was Sauron, he like, if he is Sauron, he is really playing the long game. Yeah. It's because like, I mean, he just got like injured. He's had it's like, so many doing? opportunities to like take power and mm-hmm. like like he was he wasn't even gonna come back to the southlands it was only because like galadriel yeah, he did not forced go him back to basically yeah yeah i'm like <laughs> there's there... no way he's sauron um oh i hope we find out what's in his pouch in the last episode <laughs> it's um i don't know it's a silmaril <laughs> <laughs> what if that would be wild um okay theo i think he so like up until up until episode six, or maybe even the episode before that one, I was like, oh, he's 100% going to be like the Witch King or he's going to mm-hmm. be a Nazgul. He's going to mm-hmm. be evil. Somehow, yeah. some way, he's just going to be evil. But then we see these steps where like he actively chooses to not go side with um, Adar and the orcs. Mm-hmm. You know, he actively mm-hmm. stays behind and fights against them. Um, and he's yeah. very passionate about it. And he is... Um, in this episode, he feels like this it was all his fault because he's like, mm-hmm. I gave power to the enemy. But like, he never could have known that like, what was going to happen happened. And he gave up the position. He gave up the location of that, you know, blade yeah. piece to save his mom. Mm-hmm. But he's still so remorseful for it. And so I think so now I'm just confused. Now I don't know what he's going to be because I he's do. showing all these steps for like remorse and like growth that I don't know what it's going to lead to. I think that's just going to make the ha- the fall even harder. You know what I mean? That too. <laughs> that too. We see yeah. him choosing good until what makes what makes Theo switch sides. Yeah, you know I mean? it might be. And another prediction I don't want to make: it might be Bronwyn's death. <gasps> yeah. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be real sad. Yeah. But, but like I mean, I think that's, I can only on see that. on their side killing her or yeah, something? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Um, the reveal that, like, both Bronwyn and Arondir made it, and when he mm-hmm. finds them, a really sweet moment. So and when sweet. he goes and he hugs Arondir, that was like, okay, okay, this, I love this new little family. I'm here for okay. it. Don and I were theorizing that Arondir could be Theo's dad. Really? Maybe. I, I don't know. Well, and he pointed out we've never seen Theo's ears. Like, what if he's got what if he's got little elf ears under that bowl cut? We've never seen Theo's <laughs> ears. 
and like that would make sense why Arondir like of course he loves Bronwyn and like but like why he like sticks around he's like stays by this town in the Southlands all the time it's like well if his lover and his son are there and like they have this cute little family dynamic I wouldn't yeah I feel like it's got some legs on it as a theory yeah that's not that's not so outlandish yeah yeah um Speaking of, like, I don't know, love interests and stuff, we finally learn what has Caliborn been up to this whole time. That was an interesting... I uh, literally, like... I Same! (laughs) Oh, my God. When she said... Yeah, Theo says, have you ever lost anyone? And she says... Uh, my brother Finrod, and then she goes, uh-huh. and my husband, and I'm like, yeah. what? I was like, oh, oh, oh <laughs> when did that, that happen? Name drop. <laughs> um, and she shares that Caliborn uh went off to fight in the war and never came back, and she has not mm-hmm. seen him since. Mm-hmm. I think that's very key, important wording. You know that, oh, yeah. like, I never oh, like that was the last time I saw him. Yeah. And here is my next prediction. Um. Let me actually let me pull up the tweet because the way that I tweeted it is exactly it's how Adar? it's going to play out. <laughs> what if Caliborn is Adar? <laughs> um, <laughs> I just love more and more unhinged theories about like what if yeah what if Theo is Sauron? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, they're like we obviously know he's not dead. Like he's in the Lord of the Rings. So he's gonna yeah he's not he's dead. He's gonna show back. He's up gonna point. come back. Okay, here we go. This is I'm I'm ninety. I'm so sure of how this is going to play out. Ooh, I'm like okay. this is going to happen, and if it, it like, like just mark my words. Put it so, on the record. Baby. Um, it, it might even be in the net. It might even be in the finale. I don't know. Okay. How Brandon Galadriel, especially since we learned, ooh, he's a, you know classic trope. He's injured and mm-hmm. only and can only you know he needs Elven <laughs> magic. Only one bunk. <laughs> and she is going to be tending him or he's going to have a near-death experience and they're going to be you know mm-hmm. reuniting and they're going to lean in to kiss no. and then we're going to hear from off screen galadriel oh no she's going to look I don't up think so Caliborn, <laughs> you're alive oh my god she's gonna run to him and they're gonna hug they're gonna happily reunite and halbrand is just kind of like sitting in the background very unsure and then they they're still hugging and then over Caliborn's shoulder galadriel makes eye contact with halbrand and we see something cross between their eyes that's unsaid that's unfinished I'd be upset if any of that happens. That's, that feels so hokey. That's like, it's. <laughs> I'm so sure of it. Anyway. No. See, <laughs> I, I'm not getting any romantic vibes between Galadriel and Halbrand. You're kidding me. Oh mm-hmm. my God. I don't, I don't feel it's it at all. so like the first moment they made eye contact, I was like, they're going to do an, in- they're going to try to do an enemies to lovers thing here. They are 100% going to so. do it. Yes. I think I, because there was that whole conversation that they had in episode six and everyone was like, oh, like they're in love with each other. But I felt like that conversation was very intimate. Yes. But not in like a romantic way. I like, thought it was going to be, if this was another if this was another show, yeah. um, or another work, you know, another author writing this or something, if it was, if the, let's be honest, if this was me writing this, right. <laughs> that <laughs> argument that they had 
would they would have been yelling at each other and then kissed at some point, mm-hmm. like out of mm-hmm. like anger and frustration and like high emotions. Yeah, they would have kissed get- at some point in that argument. I don't feel romantic. I cannot believe that. Are you I'm kidding between- me? No, I like I don't, and I don't even feel like they're trying to. It just feels like they they have some sort of connection, but it doesn't feel romantic to me. And maybe that's because Galadriel is like still in love with Celeborn, or you know, she's well. Got so her that's sights why I think on. I'm getting these feelings is because she <laughs> believes Celeborn to be dead, so she yeah. has theoretically had to move on from him and so Mm. i think she's opening herself up for more intimate connections you know Mm. and whether or not she's aware of that and again like obviously i know that halbrand and galadriel are not going to be end game but i think it's kind of you know kind of like with theo where i think they're they're setting i think they're setting things up between gladriel and halbrand that it's going to make the fall of halbrand mm. very hard to watch and very emotional because like yeah. he got close to gladriel and then she's going to you know maybe have an argue, you know there's going to be a moment where they're you know driven apart finally because of something he does or i i think that he that Halbrand is the king of the dead, king of the that's, like, dead that's army. That's the yeah. theory I'm rooting for. Yeah, that's like my, that's it my makes meme. so much sense to me that he so would come back, unite his people, and fails. Yeah, and that we but him s- just being like Sauron. I don't know. It feels too obvious. I feel like they're trying to make us think because that's, he's had yeah. all these cryptic lines like, "Ooh, you never know." Uh, what, I don't know, whatever he fucking said on the raft. <laughs> like, looks can be deceiving. Yeah, He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of lines like that. And it's like, I feel like they're trying to make us theorize, but I just feel like if it is, it's like, ugh, too obvious. <laughs> I yeah, really I think not so, him. yeah. And especially because I've been saying this, this um, in the last episode, when he has his confrontation with Adar and he's got him, you know, by the throat and he says, do you know who I am or do you recognize me and Adar says no. no and that look on his face is not like oh you can't tell I'm Sauron it's like it feels to me like Adar did something to him when he was like a kid and he's been like bottling up this resentment for his whole life mm-hmm. and now he's at this moment where he can exact revenge and when he's like do you know who I am and he's like no and t- he's like crushed by that by the fact that he yeah. can't even have like this moment of revenge because he doesn't even know who he is yeah so it's like and it's just like there's just too many things like that where I'm like how does that make any sense that he's so yeah just, like doesn't make any sense yeah <laughs> exactly um, so we leave the Southlanders in, in this episode. Um, Muriel and the rest of the um the Numenorians are going to go back on the ships and go back. And Muriel declares that she is going to um and Gladriel feels so guilty about this because she's like, Come on, guys, get on these boats. We're going on a fun adventure in Middle Earth, yeah. and then like ends in disaster. But yeah. so she believes that Muriel is going to be like, Yeah, you fed up. Thanks mm-hmm. a lot. And then, yeah. you know, peace out and never see them again. But she promises and she vows that she's going to send back um another army because she's like, mm-hmm. We are not going to let this enemy win. Yeah. Um Elendil again, believes that Isildur is dead and you see him turn around, heartbroken. He's sobbing. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God, it's so awful. Um, so sad. Also, they have to release, at some point in the episode, they release Isildur's horse, Beric, because he's Mm -hmm. wild and he's obviously heartbroken because Isildur Mm -hmm. is not there and he runs off 5,000% 
Beric is going to go save and find Isildur. Oh, and have his like Aragorn exactly. falling off. The- Got it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But I mean, I don't care how many times that like that happens. Like, what oh, a great moment. Like, let it happen in every episode. Yes. Yeah. Let <laughs> the horse like? save the person. Go for <laughs> yeah. it. I don't care. Um, yeah, and there's that scene where Elendil, I, it's before, it's like right before Galadriel gets to the encampment. And he's like, I wish we had never, ne- s- I wish I had left her in the ocean. You're like, Damn. He's like, she ruined my life. Uh, Halbrand survived, and but he has been injured and it's getting infected. So Galadriel says, I'll take him to my people and we'll get some elven magic to heal this thing up. This is one of my critiques of the episode is that he is looking on death's door when he is yeah, lying is on that cot. <laughs> and then the yeah. very next scene, he gets up and walks with like barely even a limp. And he walks yeah. through the crowd of people and hoists himself up on his own horse and i'm like aren't you dying (laughs) and and by yeah and she's going all the way to they're going yeah they're going which is like a while really far yeah (laughs) not close oh not a close you know a lot of us um haladriel haladriel shippers were like what a missed opportunity to have them on the same horse oh oh yeah what a missed opportunity (laughs) galadriel and beck you know, <laughs> yeah like, oh yeah <laughs> she photos him yes <laughs> oh oh can we please not skip over the fact that we got two peter jackson references when galadriel is with theo and the orcs are looking for them and they're under that like tree and it looks like where the hobbits hide from the ring yes rings. and they give us the what is it what do you smell yeah come on that was the best moment of the episode <laughs> for me <laughs> I did notice them, you know, hiding under the tree, very reminiscent of the hobbits hiding mm-hmm. from the the Nas school. Um, I didn't notice the, yeah. What do you smell? Man what is it? Flesh. What do you smell? He didn't say and man. Then he said, and then he says, like, ash. <laughs> Nothing <Yeah>. but ash. <laughs> but if he had said man flesh. Man flesh, yeah. Game over. <laughs> and then Galadriel bumps up and is like, I am neither man nor man <laughs> get it like like yeah she's not a man right. but she's also not a man okay right. Anyway. Right. <laughs> um okay and then the last little plot line in this episode the harfoots and the stranger continuing that they finally make it to the grove and a little part of the the volcanic eruption has hit the grove and destroyed everything oh speaking of i was really shocked that I thought for sure in this episode we were going to see the other characters' reactions to this giant volcano mm. blowing up. I thought that was going to be something that like everyone's yeah. going to be able to see, and so I thought we were going to see, um, you know, Gilgalad seeing it and mm-hmm. the Harfoots see it. if mm. the Harfoots were close enough to have you know the I volcanic get, yeah, eruption we- land where they are. Because I was thinking they're in the Shire, but I think they are farther southeast than that. So okay, I guess like yeah, I don't maybe. know. Yeah, but that's the other thing. I don't know where they. I don't know where everyone I, is. I kind of had that question too because I was like, "That's like a really, really far away <laughs> for yeah. them to get for they to get like direct like volcanic eruption." But yeah. I was thinking maybe it was those like the priest priestess. Mm-hmm. Type creatures, maybe it was maybe. part of the comet 
yeah or maybe they yeah i mean obviously we saw her like blow ash and it like yeah you know so like maybe they did it and wasn't actually volcanic eruption because like i just don't know it's like really far i don't know yeah i don't know yeah volcanic eruption got that far so i'm not sure yeah um and then they ask the stranger to heal the grove and nori is very hesitant because she just saw his um I don't want to say like destructive powers, but like she saw that his powers can be dangerous. Mm -hmm. And this one is not the stranger's fault. So he's trying to heal the tree. And then um, uh, Nori's little, I thought it was a little brother this entire time. Apparently it's (laughs) one of, apparently it's her sister. Yeah. (laughs) I thought, I thought Dilly was a boy. Um, Anyway. And so she goes running up and it's like, wow, it's working right as a tree branch falls. And I'm like, okay, yeah. that one's not in, you know, Nori saves her. Um, mm. And the stranger looks horrified because he's like, oh, my God, I did it again. I hurt oh, you. No. And Nori's scared, too. But I'm like, no, that's on y'all. You guys should have had given him a little bit of a perimeter, they're, you know? They're putting a little bit too much pressure on him and to, like, not be like, okay, fix the grove. Yeah, fix but also, our like, dying. no accidents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no accidents allowed or you have to leave. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, damn. So it's definitely tense and they see this moment and Sadduk, um shows him directions for finding, um, I think he says, like, the big folk live over there. So he, mm-hmm. um, the, the stranger goes off on his own and he has, like, one of the little star charts. Um, and Sadduk says, they might be able to help you find this. Mm-hmm. Um, so the stranger leaves and then Nori, they wake up the next morning and the entire grove has been rejuvenated. So whatever the stranger did, it worked. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later that night, the, I don't know, creepy cult people, <laughs> whoever we didn't yeah. want to call them. We don't really know who Slim they are. Slim Shady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they show up. And they're obviously tracking the stranger and Nori at the last minute jumps out and tries to send them off on the wrong you know, path and says like, yeah. he went that way. And then they all, you know, band together to defend her. And they're like, no, you're not going to hurt her. Mm-hmm. Real creepy moment. Um, Her dad holds up a torch <laughs> to be like, get. And then yeah. the main creepy person just like grabs the torch with his hands and like the fire burns and sizzles out on his hand it's so i'd be like you know what you can do whatever you gotta do yeah (laughs) we're just gonna be in our little little shack yeah you do whatever you gotta do (laughs) and then um they set everything on fire they sure do uh which is very sad and heartbreaking yeah um and then we get a honestly like a really great speech from her dad the next morning and he's Mm -hmm. trying to like cheer everyone up and he's like yeah this is hard this is Mm -hmm. a rough moment for us but we're harfoots we're gonna stick together and we'll persevere and we'll come out on the other side of it Mm -hmm. and then nori decides that she's gonna go after the stranger and warn him that these people are going after him Poppy, of course, our, you know, pseudo Sam figure in yeah. this series is like, <laughs> I I, she's her. not going alone because yeah. I'm going with them. And then I'm going with them. and then her mom, I think it's Marigold is her name, yeah. says mm-hmm. like, if you think I would just let you walk <laughs> off without, without me. me. <laughs> yeah. So she joins them and then they and then Sadak goes with them, too, because he knows how to read the trails and stuff. And so that mm-hmm. they all go off. Um to find the stranger yeah i was thinking in, in that scene where um largo is like all right well let's get our together and 
Sadik is like, you know, let us be sad and yeah. have a moment. All I could think of was, give them a moment for pity's sake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was that. Yeah, that's, yeah, you're not wrong. You're not like, wrong let there. Them cry a little, damn. <laughs> and they had like just harvested all the food. Oh my and, god! And it got all burned. It down. all got like, burnt up. All of their yeah. like their carts are their yeah. livelihoods too, you know. Yeah. And they got burned up. So I mean, like it, you know, it's the equivalent of like your house being burned down. So mm. yeah, rough. But if time. it was like your whole neighborhood, yeah. If you lived in the middle of nowhere and like all of your neighbors' houses, burned yeah. Down. So, um, I'm not. I don't know. How how did you feel about? I, I enjoy the Harfoots generally. Mm-hmm. I have no clue. Like, we've seen how what the dwarves are doing is interconnected with what Elrond and the elves are doing. We see, we've see we seen, you know, Numenor meet up with the Southlanders. So we're seeing a lot of the plots, you know, plot lines colliding. But the Harfoots and the Stranger is still off by itself. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, can we have, like, a little ounce of connection to these other right. stories? Like, why is this important? Well, I believe we all think the stranger is Gandalf, I think is I don't, the general assumption. I don't know. I have no idea. So is that, is that f- what you think? You think the stranger is Gandalf? I feel like they have pointed to that being mm-hmm. who he is multiple times. I mean, he's wearing a big gray robe. I know, Come. right? <laughs> it's got to be who he is. Oh, what if he's Sauron? That'd be crazy. I don't think he is. But. There's no, I, don't, I don't think he's Sauron either because he... <laughs> Fe- again, like he, he feel you see him feeling remorse. Yeah, in the he's like just trying to couple like episodes where like he he learns like what um you know she teaches him the word peril and yeah. he remembers that he killed the fireflies and he's like horrified that he did that. Oh, so I like know. I don't think no, Sauron don't. would care I'm, that he killed. Yeah. <laughs> so I think a lot of it has felt like. If Gandalf was in the Shire, okay, let's like let's picture it in Lord of the Rings terms. Like if Gandalf was in the Shire with all the hobbits, but like nothing was really going wrong. And we're just like seeing little insight into them just like hanging out in the Shire and like, you know, everyday woes. So that's kind of what it's felt like. But now, now we're gonna start going into the part where it's like starts connecting. Because Gandalf is gonna go somewhere and you know. I'm calling him Gandalf. The stranger is yeah. going <laughs> to go somewhere, obviously, and like be connected with other people in the world and like with the Harfoots following him. I think that's how they're going to end up getting roped into it. Mm. Or, you know, those priest people, the creepy people, they're, I don't know, maybe they're going to bring people to the Harfoot lands and like wreak more havoc and destruction. I don't know. It's, it's kind of, yeah, it is definitely the most question marked plot point or yeah. like you know plot in the in the stories it's like i don't really know i don't know who the stranger is and i don't know when the harfoots settle down because i th- i thought when they got the dot orchard i was like oh set up shop <laughs> like, yeah this place is great but and then all of their stuff got burned down so yeah like, so okay, it's like mm, let's regroup <laughs> yeah. yeah i guess not we have like one last scene at the very end of the episode the orcs and adar are in the destroyed southlands and Adar says, you know, take off your sun, your mm-hmm. sun cloak. Um, you won't need those anymore. And he, they say something about like, Adar, king of the Southlands. And he's like, mm-hmm. this isn't the Southlands anymore. And they're like, so what are you going to call it now? And then he <laughs> sits there and he kind of thinks about it. And then we look out over the destroyed land. It's late, you know, it's captioned, you know, the Southlands. And then that fades away and it ripples and burns up and now it says Mordor um 
Like, I think that was very unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, I think we got it. I, I think we sure. got it. Yeah, we got it. Like, we don't, yeah. it, it very much felt like they, you know, hand holding the audience to be like, yeah. get it? It's Mordor. Isn't this cool? It's, yeah. I, I think I think a lot of us realized it was going, that part of the land was going yeah. to be Mordor at the yeah. end of the previous episode. Oh, I mean, I think it was, it's obvious from the first episode when they're showing where the Southlands are, it's like, oh, that's where Mordor is. <laughs> mm. So, like, obviously something is going to happen. And, and then, yeah, it's very clear in the last episode because we see Mount Doom. Yeah. Um, it, it felt like the kind of thing where it's like sort of needing to appeal to audiences that maybe know nothing yeah. but about even Lord still, of the Rings. Even still, I feel like... You could have just cut, you could have just said, you know, Adar saying like, it's not the Southlands anymore. And then just yeah. do the shot of it, you know, look him looking out over the destroyed landscape. Yeah. And mm-hmm. with them chanting in the background, you know. Or um, even just like not it. It, it saying the Southlands and like burning away and saying mortar, just like. Yeah. You know, doing the pan back and then just being like mortar. Because they've been using that as like an establishing title card yeah. for landscape. So it's like, just say mortar. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I th- okay, we, we got it. Yeah, we we, know. we yeah. gathered the context <laughs> clues on this one. <laughs> yep. Um, who do you think, who is Adar? Who do you think Adar is? Man, I have no idea. I was actually, I was on um, Don's Twitch stream earlier. And I, sometimes it just takes me like a few times of watching things to like, understand what's going on mm-hmm. and it's like a little bit embarrassing <laughs> oh no like, i'm the same way like i I'm like i, don't I have to watch stuff the first time. you know i watch each episode the first time just like mm-hmm. initial like i'm a normal person who doesn't have yeah. to talk about this extensively <laughs> yeah. you know um <laughs> yeah. and so yeah so i just like watch it the first go around and whatever thoughts and reactions i have that's what i have and then to do, you know, an episode about it, I'll watch it in a, you know, a, th- mm. a second time. I think I watched the first episode um, three times, maybe. But mm-hmm. yeah, like, there's definitely a lot of things that, it, you know, even someone like, I mean, and granted, I am not at all like a smart Lord of the Rings person any I, really anymore <laughs> because I remember yeah. so little of what I've read now. So right. like, even I'm still, you know a slow on the uptake for certain yeah. things and being like wait who is that what's the significance yeah. of this like i don't get it so yeah because obviously i had seen because i was on his twitch stream we were re-watching episode six um mm. so i had only seen it once when we were talking and i was like oh, i don't really understand because he has that whole scene where he's talking to gladriel and he's like I guess he like said all of what his shit is and I, but I didn't, I don't know. I didn't like really intake all of that information. So I was talking to Don. I was like, I don't really understand who Adar is. And so he was explaining it to me. And then later to my husband, I was like, did you understand? Like, I was like trying to tell him mm-hmm. who Adar is. And he was like, yeah, he had like a whole scene. <laughs> and I was like, I, I didn't get it. It's like, you know what? Time. Don't come for me. <laughs> yeah. And the, you know, the, like the way they speak is like a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's I not was as... just staring at Morphe Clark's face that whole I scene. I literally you know? was. Not, not her face, but I really was like, I was looking at her armor like a lot because yeah. he was in it. And so I really was having like a lot of costuming thoughts and I wasn't paying attention. So I don't know. It just took me a second to like, it's like, I don't know. I need to yeah. watch it a few times to get it. Um, but I, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. Yeah. Like, a lot of these people, so many people are just so convinced and being like, Halbrand is Sauron and, you know, Adar is, but, and I'm just like, maybe some of these people are just people. I don't they know. They might just be <laughs> They might characters. just be characters. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I don't know. 
And I do think he's such an interesting character, like how he has so much compassion for the orcs and like in earlier episodes you know seeing him be like really tender towards them is like something we've never seen before is like someone like caressing an orc and you know speaking a word over them before they die is like wow that is like a really interesting character Mm -hmm. to have someone that's like truly compassionate toward the orcs so i don't know maybe he's just like that guy or maybe he's I don't know. I guess it doesn't really make sense for him to be like a witch king or anything. I don't know. Maybe yeah. he's just like who presides over Mordor for a minute. But also there's like some sort of contention between him and Sauron. So yeah, I didn't get I that because he says in either. the previous episode, <laughs> in that speech, he says, I killed Sauron. And I'm like, yeah. I know. I but was like, how... I don't. I don't know if that's like metaphorical. <laughs> yeah, or if, exactly. Like, he actually thinks that he you killed know, Sauron. Just... Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't really... That's why I'm like, hey, Adar, I'm like, I don't really know what's going on with him, but I'm curious about him and I'm eager to see what they do with his character, but I don't really have any speculation on him. Yeah. Did you have a favorite moment from this episode? I really liked the, what is it? What do you smell part? (laughs) (laughs) Um, That can be, it doesn't have to be any deeper than that. No, I just thought that was funny. Okay. You give me yours. Okay. Um, I don't know. Usually like something happens and I'm like, oh my God, that was amazing. That'll be my favorite moment, you know, this week, but nothing really stuck out to me too much this episode. Yeah. Um, I'll, I think I'll go with the moments between Durin and Elrond. That's what I was thinking. Right before they're like opening the mine and they're having mm-hmm. like the conversation about, you know, Elrond, you know, reveals that he, you know, gave up the competition. Oh, it was so, yeah. so funny. Like Durin is like, are you serious? Like you didn't have any trouble at all. And Elrond goes, I was winded. (laughs) He was putting on a show. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I really, yeah. I love that. Again, again, just the dwarves are killing it, are Mm -hmm. killing it. And specifically like that relationship, that relationship between Durin and Elrond is just so captivating. So sweet. It really captures that like, um, just how Tolkien writes male friendships is just yeah, so special this one's and so I, wholesome. And I feel like they really like those actors totally nailed that oh, and the yeah. dialogue they have and the way they look at each other. And it's just like, I just love any minute that they're I on love screen them all. Together. I love them all. Yeah. And it seems also in the fandom that is enjoying the show, people who are shipping Elrond and Durin are mm-hmm. also shipping them with Disa and having them be a thruple. <laughs> yeah, and Disa needs to be there. <laughs> I appreciate that so much because a lot of times in, in fandom in general, when mm-hmm. people are shipping things, they cut out the the female partner mm. and, you know, in order to make it gay or whatever, which yeah. like, you know, you, you do you, but a lot of times mm-hmm. that it's like, okay, but you just threw out this really great, you know, female character. Yeah. Like Duran is in love with his wife. Yeah, he's like- so... And like definitely like that doesn't, you know, (laughs) not count for anything. And and so I love that it's almost like this little unspoken rule of like, no, if you're going to ship Elrond and and Durin, you also have to ship Durin, Disa and Elrond. Like Mm -hmm. you have to ship them all together. Like it's a package deal. (laughs) It's a package deal. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, my God. I love I love all their dynamics. It's just so wonderful and wholesome. Do you are are there any other predictions or theories that you wanted to share before we wrap up? I'm hoping for the best 
for the last episode. I'm, yeah. a, little, I'm a little nervous, but I'm, I, you know, got at least a little bit of trust that they're going to go out with a bang and it's going to be impactful and exciting and because it's going to be a really long wait for, <laughs> for yeah. the next season. And this felt like it went by so fast. Yeah, so. I think I saw that they have um, already started filming for mm-hmm. the next season. Also, totally unrelated, but just in terms of like, you know, them announcing things. I just remember mm-hmm. that I saw on Twitter tonight that Rings of Power is officially like certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, oh, which nice. like I don't think is, you know, that's not nothing. That's a pretty. No, if it could overcome, you know, the hate barrage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the torrent of uh, negative reviews they've received. I think that's definitely Yeah. Something. So I think it's pro. I don't know. There's a lot of potential. I'll say that. There's a lot yeah. of potential. I they agree. just have to. They have go to do in the it. right direction with it. Yeah. yeah so. And it's like people who are still saying that this is like the worst show ever made. It's like, okay, no, you're obviously I've seen being way facetious. worse shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, but the people who are like, I'm it's I'm not really enjoying it or it's boring, you know, like sort of comments in that direction. It's like, I get it. Like, I get yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I totally understand. And there's, you know, if it's not for you, it's not for you. But it's like, it's obviously not like a, a terrible show, show. Yeah, yeah it's like they're putting a lot of effort into it if you think it's slow okay like i don't you know it does it has some slow moments it's tolkien he tolkien, has a lot of moments of famously <laughs> it took them 150 pages to leave the shire yeah so i get that and yeah. if that's not for you that's all good but yeah, yeah people are I've just like just started, i've awful. just started telling like, people on. like okay then don't watch it Literally, why are you still yeah. watching it? And I'm like, if, okay. if you made that decision at episode two, I don't know why you kept watching. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, then <laughs> don't do watch that. it. I mean, like, yeah. I, I mean, like, I, you know, I will usually, you know, say my piece and be like, oh, well, I really enjoyed this week's episode. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, if you really love Tolkien and you really love, maybe not if you really love Tolkien, since that's like a trigger word for people, right. but like, if you really <laughs> love Middle Earth and you really yeah. love this world, you know. Time Keep soon. going and give it another try, but like, yeah. Also, don't watch it then. You know, <laughs> don't yeah, watch it. I don't it's not going to hurt anyone. anyone. Uh, I know. It's like we do not care if you are or not or are not watching it. You yeah, know? It, it's going to keep being made. So yeah, it's like I, I mean, like, I'm contractually obligated now to watch <laughs> it for. <Right. laughs> and I just feel like like zooming out a little bit. Like whether this is the best show that's ever been made or not, it's like, I don't really care. It's so cool to be in a time where like a new show about Middle Earth is Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like I don't, at the end of the day, I don't need it to be like, I want it to be amazing and I want to enjoy every episode, but if some of them are like a six out of 10 for me, it's like, okay, (laughs) that's fine. I don't need it to be. And like, when did the standard for television or media in general become like perfect? Like it needs to be perfect or it's the worst thing that's ever been made. It's like, I don't know. It's not perfect. The Peter Jackson movies aren't perfect. I've never seen a single thing that's perfect. It's so much harder too for tv being made nowadays because a lot of times they're trying to do things in eight to ten episodes mm-hmm. that traditional television five 20, ten years 30? ago had 20 to 25 episodes in yeah. one season mm-hmm. and you can do a lot obviously you can do a lot more with that yeah. than with you know eight episodes and so you have to be really 
cognizant of like the moments that you're showing and it's like we can't you know so yeah and it's like you know when there's 25 episodes of something and you have some filler episodes and you got some side quests and you got some like goofy stuff going on it's like oh you know i don't feel like people used to care and now it's like okay well we've got to get this all done in 10 episodes and if they're all not perfect and like showing absolutely everything then it's just like i don't think they're bad they're just I don't know. It's yeah. Like the, the standards for media have I've gotten very odd. Yeah. It's like, it's just TV. Just, just enjoy just it. it. Yeah. And, and the, yeah, the, the hate for just like, like if someone doesn't enjoy it, it's like, okay, don't watch it. But it's like, okay, I'm enjoying it. And I, and the com the sort of comments I get, it's like, why do you care if I uh, yeah, like a right. TV show? <laughs> Like, what does it it's do to just, your life? I finally I got, I got really fed up. I, over the weekend, uh, posted like a question on my Instagram story saying like, oh, what snack are you eating during Rings of Power? Uh-huh. And someone said, I'm drinking alcohol because of the terrible dialogue like to get through the terrible dialogue and I'm like and I posted that reply the person probably thought they were being funny and quirk you know quirky and whatever and I posted that and said then don't watch it you're not edgy you're not cool you're not more intelligent than other people because you're not watching the show or because you're not enjoying it like that doesn't and also like that doesn't make just because we're all um, like we're not cooler or edgy or more intelligent Mm -hmm. because we are watching it you know yeah no I'm just I'm just watching it because i want to watch it (laughs) and i I made a tiktok i never posted but i was just talking about like the i watch so i i consume a lot of media i watch a lot of shows and movies and books and there's a lot of things that i start and i give it a few episodes and like there's a lot of things that i just don't like and i never finish and it's like you don't see me making it my whole personality that i didn't like some show that everyone likes like i have watched uh, I watched WandaVision. I'm not a Marvel person, but mm. I watched WandaVision because all my friends were like, it's the best show ever. It's like the best thing that the MCU has ever made. And I was like, okay, I'll watch it. I'll watch it for you. And I watched it. And I thought it was the worst fucking show I have ever seen. Have you ever seen me talk about how much I hate WandaVision? Yeah. <laughs> no. <Never. Yeah. laughs> because I, and it's the only show that I'm like, I wish I had just like stopped watching that, but I, I finished it just for the sake it. of my friends. Well, also, I mean, yeah. like also it's hard to expect you just said like, oh, I'm not really a Marvel person. It's yeah. hard to expect you to enjoy that show because Wanda, I haven't watched WandaVision, but mm-hmm. I know that it had a lot to do with like different realities and timelines mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and like, that's something that is going to be really hard to like appreciate all the mm-hmm. like Easter yeah. eggs and nuances if you're not a Marvel, if you're not like an yeah. established Marvel fan going into that. So yeah, yeah. like yeah, I wouldn't and, just hand like, this just... show to some random person off the street who has never yeah. heard of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> be like don't you love it so much right yeah it's like uh, but I just I feel like people feel like they have to see something all the way through mm -hmm. and it's like if you don't like it oh my god I I, um, nothing's gonna happen I DNF uh means do not finish I DNF books all the time all the time yeah I'll start it and be like no No. not for me (laughs) Uh, yeah if by if I like page 50 I'm not intrigued and I'm not like actively wanting to keep the page charting I usually don't finish it. The yeah, exception I, to that being Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I mean, for movies too, like if if I'm 30 minutes into a movie and I'm not feeling it, I just turn it I off only, and I never I think about it again. These days, I only watch a movie if I'm like really interested in seeing it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because otherwise, like, I'm never just like on a whim, like, oh, let me see what this movie's like. Like, I have to actively really oh, want do. to see a movie and then sit <laughs> down and be like, okay, it's going to be movie night, you know, and I'm going to watch <laughs> okay. this movie that I've wanted to see for a long time. And right. that's it. And consequently, I've seen like maybe five movies this year total. <laughs> oh <my laughs> so, I've seen like, like five movies. Yes, I watch a lot of movies. <laughs> oh my God. Well, Lauren, it was wonderful having you back on. Thanks for yeah. coming. Um, everyone, shout out to everyone who's going to call us shills now. Do it. Send the paycheck. Yeah. Where's <laughs> that paycheck going? Um, where can people find you on the internet? And if there's anything, you know, that you're working on or anything special you want to plug or share, share that too. Um, not working on anything in particular, but um, I'm Lauren Does Cosplay on TikTok, Instagram. L Does Cosplay on Twitter because the handle is too long. Uh, <laughs> I've got a YouTube channel where I make like cosplay tutorials. That's Lauren Does Cosplay on there as well. So yeah, doing cosplay stuff. Awesome. Yeah, listeners. And remember, you know, if you are, are you know, a, a aspiring cosplayer, you're just starting out. Remember Lauren cried in the parking lot at her, her con and then sure persevered <laughs> and ended up meeting Morphe Clark <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with that so, same costume. So, you know, <laughs> it's all about a journey. It's all a yeah, learning process. So <laughs> um, do you have any parting words for the audience? Um, stop watching things and consuming media that don't fulfill your life. That's all. <laughs> and that's what I'm talking about. <laughs>